Welcome to Curious Church Podcast. Another classic welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, do we have any comments? Do we have any like web activity like subscribers, comments, feedback, stars? People keep subscribing, so thanks for that support. That looks good. Uh, my friend John, I was telling you guys about this earlier, texted me. John's in Southern California, so not even local to us, and said the podcast is a delight. Hmm. He was asking where he could leave a review. So thanks, John, for listening. If you make it to our yeah. 21st episode. Five stars, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. I think I think he knows. Yeah. He's listened enough to know. You said he's a runner. Yeah. Does he listen while he runs, do you think? While he trains on his long runs? Yeah, that's I believe that's what he told told me. John has a uh, little shout out to John. He only started really running, really running a few years ago. And now he's run a couple of hundred mile races. Wow. How old is he? Dude. Uh he's younger than me. Oh, wow. So by a couple of years. Go John. Yeah, he's in, he's impressive. Uh li- I, yep, here we go. I was just checking my text messages. Listening to your podcast on my run. Oh, uh-huh. okay. So good. Oh, oh so oh, good. I had a delight. You know, sometimes when people run, they want to have like kind of motivational music behind it, like just to get kind of get pumped up and keep the keep you going one foot after the other. So I like to think we're kind of at the same level. Well, you guys have the conversation today. I'm going to just be like <laughs> just giving a go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. no We're supposed to, to talk. Oh, okay. It's just oh. like that driving beat. Okay, go, John. <laughs> now, Sam, we're supposed to keep talking. I feel like you don't quite understand how this is supposed to work. <laughs> I don't know what to say though, because I'm I'm feeling this beat. Yes, yeah. feel this beat. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to move. Sam can't hear a beat without getting into it. I'm I'm a little back problems today, but that's not stopping me. Yeah, your mobility is very clearly a little limited. I wish there was a visual of this. But. Can you really do this for an hour? We'll see. <laughs> today on the podcast, we're going to talk about Aaron's music. So yeah, just kidding. Um, we've had some wonderful, delightful comments from uh, a very lovely person named Beagle Pig. That's a, not that's not her name, um, <laughs> but her handle is Biggle Pig. And then we also had a, another lovely comment from a love love bird. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to see some more. <laughs> I'd love to hear some more from our fans. And I just remember once there was someone who gave us three stars. Was it three stars no, or four? four. We okay, got four stars. But we're still trying to figure out how to delete that one. Because <laughs> we, just, I have sent emails to Apple. I have showed up yeah. at their headquarters yeah. with some very clear signs, <laughs> telling them what I wanted them to do. Because that's bringing our average down. And that person was being honest. They're being authentic. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but we don't really want. That. I mean, I'm going to tell you. You've heard maybe about some of the Paradise Papers. This is kind of topical news uh, this week, and there's been some stuff about Apple. Mm-hmm. I may have leaked that because they have not taken down that review. Ooh. Ooh. You've revealed all their tax shelters. I've revealed their tax shelters. Because one star. You're a leaker. We're trying to get rid of that four-star review. Mm-hmm. Wow. A number of episodes ago, we asked for um, uh, tongue twisters. Yeah. not, And we have not received any. People have not been so hot. So we will not be doing any today. It's true. I have no tongue twisters from listeners. Nope. We also have never gotten any mail yet. I feel like that was kind of a pipe dream. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want mail. Do you really want I mail? Do, I do want mail. I would like a handwritten letter in cursive. 
Maybe typewriter. Typewritten? Yeah. That'd on a cool. typewriter to Curious Church podcast. Tom Hanks has just come out with a, a book with a series of short stories, all of which involve a typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I heard that. I heard that on a podcast. I like actually. Tom Hanks. He's a big typewriter guy. Um, so how, let's do a little, uh, how's everyone doing today? Aaron, how are you doing today? <laughs> okay, Matt, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing good. Feel ready to go. Yeah, you look loose. Ready to podcast. Yeah, you look loose. I feel loose. Yeah. Back's not hurting. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my back hurts a little bit. Uh, I feel too young to have back problems. But, um, and, um, <laughs> Aaron, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Hey, let's do a segment. Let's call it My List. Oh, and uh, we're going to have Matt do a my list. Now, the way that my list works is Matt's going to give us his five favorite things. Actually, Sam, I'm not. (gasps) I'm going to give you my five least favorite, not things, but days. Oh, Oh, least favorite. Okay, so I realize. Okay, let me get this right, though. So you're so you're. It's my least top your top least favorite least is actually favorite. your most favorite of your least favorite because you're doing least favorites. Yes. So your top one is your most favorite of your least favorites. No, it would be the opposite way. The fifth one would be my most favorite of my least. Favorites. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, counting down. So number okay. one is your least favorite of the least yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So things are just going to get more and more negative. More and more negative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Um. I feel like this could be represented by one of those old algebra graphs like you did in school with the X and the Y axis. Yeah, maybe so. Guys? A parabola? Do you see the parabola shape yeah, I'm yeah, making with yeah. my hands like this? That's yeah. good. There's probably like an equation. really a visual explanation. But <laughs> it's good I'm, I'm excited about this. Okay, right, Matt, lay yeah. it on us. So I realized that the list, the list framework, we've been doing a lot of top five favorites. Yeah. I wanted to bring something a little different. So yeah. this is my it's least. It's interesting you went negative. Down. It's interesting you went negative. Yeah, I, I feel just, like we're just usually a little bit too high. In here, a little too up. So okay, well, it's my least five favorite days. So you said like five beefs. Okay, they're not quite beefs. They're just like least favorite days. You'll see why. Okay, uh, number five, Tuesdays. Okay. Well, this is what you're only have. <laughs> so you're only going to have two days that are like not on the no, list. No, no, no. You'll see. You'll see. Just trust the list. Okay, trust the list. <laughs> okay. Okay. But number five is Tuesdays. I don't see anything wrong with Tuesdays personally. Here's what it is for me. Uh, and it's ironic because we're recording this on a Tuesday. So, but it's more the idea of a Tuesday because Monday you come back. Say you're just a classic forty-hour work week. You come back on a Monday. And you've got stuff to do. It's Monday, but there's maybe some stuff that came in over the weekend. Monday, the morning, am I right? <laughs> the morning goes by pretty fast, and maybe yeah, maybe you feel like Aaron said, but at Someone's least the day got a case on Monday gets over quickly. But then you hit Tuesday. And Tuesday is not really that much closer to the next weekend than Monday, but it's now also further than the weekend. And now, if if Monday was busy, Tuesday is potentially a lot less busy, and now you're hitting a bit of a slump, and you're not you're not sort of more than halfway there, which Wednesday gives you. It's but just, you're past the point of no return. Yeah, you're past. You can't, the, you can't go, go you back. Can't go back now. I mean, really, you're, you, the you week can never go back, started. but particularly on Tuesday. So yeah. Tuesday is number five. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. Number four, Halloween. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> you don't care for you Reformation just went from Day? a day to a holiday. I just said that these are my least favorite days. Okay, 
So, so Halloween is of October. Thirty first of October. Here's why I think I didn't grow up with Halloween, and so my I because you grew up on an island. Yeah, out big, in the ocean, isolated, a big continental island. <laughs> talking about Australia. <laughs> He's definitely talking about Australia. You're on this weird little island out in the middle weird. of the ocean. You were isolated. You don't even a, have a TV. Weird, a weird, huge island. Halloween wasn't really a big thing. And Halloween as an adult is just it's just kind of weird. So right now, I mean, I don't have kids. Maybe kids changes that dynamic a little bit. But Halloween is currently on my least favorite. You're days. against the grain on this because this it seems like it's becoming a bigger deal every yeah, year. Yeah, I'm not I'm not for that. <laughs> to grown ups, to yeah. fully grown adults too. And not it's not it's not for like any kind of Christian reason. Some people hate Halloween because like the Devil's Day. I'm the, I've got no problem with maybe with the, the devil. Yeah, I've got no problem with the devil. <laughs> That's not true. I think he's misunderstood. Actually, it's <laughs> kind of uh, a Milton Paradise Lost situation. People just don't get him. That's the problem with he's, the devil. He's complicated. <laughs> Aren't we all? Anyway, no. Leave me aside the devil entirely from the conversation. That's not my issue. I'm just not a fan with how it's kind of. How do you feel about the Reformation, though? Yeah, I feel. Isn't that Reformation Well, actually, Day? I'm conflicted about the I Reformation, thought it was no, too. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not get into that. It's also complicated. Let's not get into that. That's, that's way more complicated than we have time. This is my list. Okay. So that's number four. Number three, I'm going to go with Summer Solstice. Yeah, I can't stand that day. <laughs> <laughs> this that is day's the, the worst. This is the high. I mean, the third worst. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that level of encouragement and agreement. Yeah, that day is just, just not, awful. I'm not a massive summer person, so I... That's because you're white. Yeah. That white could, people that hide from the sun. It. So I like it when the night is just protecting me from the glaring <laughs> orb <laughs> in the sky. Yeah. Especially, I find, in Northern California, the sun, especially summer can start to feel a little oppressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, especially maybe this is partly based on where yeah. we are now. It gets real hot. Yeah. This is also an Australia thing because summer solstice for you there is in December, right? That's true. So maybe if I w- was still in Australia, I'd feel differently because it's closer to Christmas and then mm-hmm. hard to really get upset about it. Yeah. But here it's just kind of in the middle of nothing. Yeah, Sounds like you need it's, to move back to it's Australia. It's getting really hot. Yeah. <laughs> where they got no Halloween. <laughs> no Halloween. And, and summer solstice is at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's number three. Moving along. Number two, these are my least favorite days. I want to hear, okay. What, is this just the long day? Is all the sun the Yeah, problem? you never really described long. Oh, it's I'm just, just the sun I'm not particularly, out. like it's, a, it's emblematic of summer, and summer is by far my least favorite season. Okay. Mm. So I'd take, I'd take either spring, winter, or fall over summer. That's funny, because my favorite is summer. Really? Yeah, I just love the heat. I love the sunshine. I have a thought on summer solstice. Can I share it with you? Please. When we get to summer solstice, it's the longest, right? Yeah. The most light, longest day of the year, which means that from summer solstice until winter solstice, the days are getting shorter right. every day. That's and happening. That kind of bums me out. Yep. Oh, I like I like the the season of winter to summer solstice where the days are getting longer, and then it feels like it's summer solstice. It's downhill for the next six months. Well, now you're actually influencing me in a different direction. Because huh? that framing of the summer solstice is very appealing to me. <laughs> you just ruined his Things list. Is it going to get better for you? So we're going to put a little asterisk on number three because I like that idea. Oh. Uh, but number two, when the second day that you're back to work after vacation, 
So not, not, not the first day. Not the first day, because the first day has a little bit of, uh, like, catch up. Yeah, I've been Like, gone. kind of a similar vibe to, like, Mondays that we're talking about. And then, like, you're telling people about your trip. So, Leftover vacation. Yeah, kind yeah, of, you yeah. still got some of those and vibes. you still feel refreshed. You still feel happy. Yeah. But that second day, once, like, that's starting to fade a little bit yeah. in the past, that's one of my least favorite yeah. days. That's when you find yourself just weeping at your desk. Yeah. <laughs> Uncon- uncontrollable. <laughs> Yeah. All right. And my number one. This, li- this list is making me hot and sweaty. <laughs> I had to like dab my forehead. You could here. take your down jacket off, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that might help. Yeah. This, uh, li- this list is hot. <laughs> number one, my least favorite day, which is actually your most favorite day. No, no, no. That's not not how it works. It is my least <laughs> least favorite. Okay. Daylight savings sure? time in the spring. And this oh, is daylight yeah. saving times in the spring. When we spring forward, lose yep. an hour. That's just brutal. I think actually like. On behalf of American health, like this is a concern. People they have higher heart attack rates that day. Oh, really? And other days in the year because of the lost sleep. So really? It just seems that like, really happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's an uptick because our cali- how important calibration are, to our sleep. People are, are dying on this day. Discombobulated. I don't. I can't talk about mortality rates. I've just heard about uh, heart heart attack rates <laughs> on this day in particular. Yeah, because but, of loss of an hour. Yeah, it messes people up. Well. Yeah. Well, I, I, if I'm really tired of daylight savings in general, it seems like every six months we, people say, "Why are we still doing this?" And then nobody seems to know, but we just keep doing it anyway. I think it's because why like, are we still in doing the fall? It? You get kind of a little positive, positive reinforcement. Yeah. And then you're really mad in the spring, but then the fall comes and you get another little positive. And it's like if you were to ever have the negative without the positive coming, you just it, you'd be stuck in the negative. But we could get rid of both of them. I That's think. true. We could. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we could get rid of them after the fall one. So give us a rundown of your list again. Okay. My my list was uh, Tuesdays, five, <laughs> which I see no problem with Tuesdays. Four, I think, was Halloween. It's a great day. Three was summer solstice. Love it. <laughs> two was two days after coming back from vacation. Okay, I agree with that one. <laughs> and the first one was daylight savings time in the spring. All right. So some of this could have been Sam's top days, but you know what? This was my list, not <laughs> yeah, your list. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, just wait till next time. It's going to be my list. Mm. All right. We're going to do a follow-up conversation to a previous conversation that a we chat. had. Yes, a chat about Sabbath, yeah. which happened, I don't know, a few episodes ago. And we got a lot of feedback from people. And by that, we mean like, Two people responded. <laughs> it's a ton of feedback. We, oh, well, we ended that one with servers. questions, and then the feedback was questions. Well, so today I thought, let's ask some more questions. Well, here's the thing. So, so we proposed the question: Should we take a Sabbath? Is that how it was framed? Yeah, that was the episode okay. title. Should we take a Sabbath? But then we actually never got to that. We more just talked about what should your Sabbath look like. Yeah. So it ended up being different. kind of more practical as opposed to asking the question, should we take a Sabbath? Mm-hmm. So we thought today we would maybe... This is kind of a prequel, maybe, to that one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, should you take the Sabbath, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know if you... So so Cheryl uh, wrote us a very lovely email and yeah. had a bunch of questions about Sabbath, which was really helpful. And I think I responded to her over email. And then we also had um, Q, yeah. also on our Facebook page, added a comment about Sabbath. But let's go back to the original question. Should we take a Sabbath? What do you think? 
Why yeah. or why not? Well, Cheryl raised, I think. Do we have of... to? Is it a command? Oh, wait. Yes, it is. Cheryl raised some like interesting, because what she was grappling with is, yeah. uh, yes, it's a command, but the context of the command is it's in the book of Exodus. And so what does it mean in light of Jesus that we, like, how do we think about those commands? And there's lots of commands that we put aside. And she actually went to Paul in Romans. I think she was referencing Romans 14, where he's talking about some celebrate some days as sacred and others celebrate others. And he kind of seems to take a posture of, and it's all good. Like they should just do so like to the best of their conscience. Um, and so some of that's like, well, should the Sabbath <laughs> matter? Does it, does it matter? Um, which is kind of our question. Mm. I think it's helpful to think through. So part of this is, you know, we're trying to figure out these Old Testament laws, how do we practice them? In what ways are we obligated to really be obedient to them? And in some sense, you know, how does Jesus change things? Mm. Because Jesus himself declares that he fulfills all the Old Testament laws. So in some sense, like, and I've, I've read this before, that, that Jesus, he does actually change how we interpret or how we live out these Old Testament laws. I heard a sermon one time, a pastor, and it was all about the Sabbath. And he ended in this place talking about, actually, Jesus is our Sabbath rest. And that it, that was the that was the thrust of his sermon towards the end. So you would expect that you know here's a pastor preaching a sermon about the Sabbath, and towards the end he would say, "And now you all have to take a Sabbath because that's what the Lord commands." But he ended in a very gospelly place by talking about Jesus and how in Jesus all the Old Testament laws are fulfilled. And so, in some sense, Jesus is our rest that we rest in Jesus, and somehow in Jesus, we're recreated. We are, um, it's a much deeper sense of, of rest, that Jesus is our peace, that Jesus is that place that we, that we live in. When you say all the Old Testament laws were fulfilled in Jesus, I mean, you're talking about not just the Ten Commandments, but all the kind of obscure irrelevant, cemented in a certain time and place kind of laws that appear, like in Leviticus and... Right. Well, I mean, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, this gets a little... It gets kind of tricky because Jesus then sums up all the law and the prophets and say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, Mm -hmm. soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So Jesus, Jesus is... He lives that out. He lives that perfectly. He loves God with his whole being, and he loves his neighbor as himself. So in that sense, when we believe in Jesus, we, part- we participate in his perfect obedience to that command. So we get linked into Jesus' obedience, that Jesus fulfilled all those Old Testament laws, including the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, the, um, the summary of love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor yourself is really, a, it's a summary of the Old Testament laws. He, he's summing up the Ten Commandments, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Which some people have broken down and say, okay, the first four are about loving God. Mm-hmm. The next six are about loving your neighbor. So Jesus is essentially saying, I've, I've done this. I've fulfilled the laws in a way that Israel 
never did. And then Jesus is our new, Jesus is the new Israel yeah. in some sense, living in perfect obedience and fulfilling all the Old Testament laws, including the Sabbath. Yeah, maybe another way to think about it too, try, maybe try, trying this on for size, kind of so, so much of our conversations are experimental. So keeping that kind of asterisk since none of us are Old Testament scholars, right? Um, is it seems like a lot of, particularly when we get into like the Levitical law, which is a little less intuitive than the Ten Commandments, where we're kind of like, okay, yeah, like don't murder, that's clear, but like don't eat shellfish or stuff like that. Seems a little weirder. <laughs> yeah. um, maybe one way to think about it that is what that was doing. One of the intentions of that law was to set apart the people, right? To like mark them and identify them as holy, as God's people, as a different people than the people sort of down the road. Um, and so then when we talk about Jesus, when we think then about Jesus fulfilling those laws, the laws that seemed obscure, but were different than what other people were doing, maybe, um, it's really that Jesus becomes our marker of holiness. Like he is the one we don't necessarily, he fulfills them in the sense that he now replaces that need. That replacement language though is really interesting slash sticky when we get to things like the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's I think at the heart maybe of Cheryl's question, our question today, it's like okay if Jesus kind of takes away the need to do this, do we need to do it? Well, I mean, so our relationship to the laws then the Old Testament laws, the Ten Commandments shift rather than needing to fulfill them, they have been fulfilled in Jesus. Mm. So like kind of in traditional worship services for a long time, uh, the Ten Commandments would be recited or read. And the key question is, where in the service does that happen? And a lot of times it happens after the confession and assurance of pardon, because then the Ten Commandments become a way for grateful living. It's like, in Jesus, this has all been fulfilled. So then the Ten Commandments take on a different role. It's like, how do we then live as forgiven people? And, and so it becomes rules for grateful living, in, in a sense. So in that context, should we take a Sabbath? Um, it's really not the right question. It's that we get to take a Sabbath. Hmm. It's, it becomes kind of a grateful living response that, that you don't have to take a Sabbath but you get to take a Sabbath. And then the day is marked really by gratitude. It's not fulfilling some Old Testament law. It's not, oh, this is, gonna, this is what God requires of me. It's like, no, I get to do this because I'm so grateful of what Jesus has done that I actually get to take a day of rest. So it kind of it takes it and kind of spins it differently. Do you have to take a Sabbath? No. Do you get to take a Sabbath? Yes, you do. And it's really all about gratitude. Maybe I, that echoes a lot what, what the, 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 that echoes a lot what Q's comment was. <laughs> I had trouble getting that out. <laughs> uh, uh, he was he referenced receiving the day by Dorothy Day. Yeah. Um, and what he said was on this note, Sabbath in her words is a day in which we are reminded by praying and playing. That's something we talked about last time that we are actually receivers of God's gifts. Yeah. Right. Which I think is really good. What, I, what maybe I'm struggling with is the the get-to language moves so quickly, and I don't know if this is just me, but it moves so quickly to like, okay, I get to, which means I should. Yeah. Like, I should get to or something. I get something. to, so when should I, when should I pencil this in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's, for me, that's maybe the heart of this question. And I, I don't think everyone necessarily has that response. Not 
we're all kind of wired differently. But for some of us, it's like, okay, that's that's like really great theological framing. But if like a Christian gets to practice the Sabbath, now I just feel like I should practice the Sabbath. As, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, I, th I think that we as Christians, we talk a little bit about this at Granite Springs, but we should, there's a lot of believing that involves receiving instead of mm. what you're doing. It's not about necessarily what you're doing or what you're giving, but there's just all these gifts that are all around us. And I think, I think the, even the idea of asking this question, like uh, how, what, what we should do about the Sabbath just shows how reluctant we are to receive gifts. Where it's, It seems mm. so counterintuitive to us um, in modern society to, rest at all. I mean, there's always stuff to do. There's always stuff to schedule and arrange and places to be. And so we, we are, it's not natural for us to receive the gift of time or the gift of leisure uh, or the gift of rest at all. So I don't know. That's well, just going back to why. But yeah, to echo that, it. like we, we live in a consumerist culture. We live in a culture where it's about getting, it's about making deals. It's about you do this, I do this. It's about like, kind of exchanges, yep. trading. Yeah. I mean, it's all about, it's all kind of market kind of language, economy language. And gift giving, so giving gifts and receiving gifts really breaks us out of that whole paradigm mm -hmm. and it puts us in a whole different country in some sense mm -hmm. where all of a sudden now it's, it's, there, it's not about shoulds, it's not about deals, it's simply about learning how to receive and learning how to gratefully give back. And that's a whole different that's a whole different world to live into. Wow. And that's really grace. And that's where we're always trying to you know, as as spiritual leaders, as pastors, we're always trying to invite people into that world of gift giving and gift receiving. And not sh what should I be doing? Yeah. Because right. should should is like <laughs> should is an indicator that you're not quite living in the gift paradigm yet. The if I do this, paradigm. what will I get? You know? Yeah. 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 And so maybe Cheryl's pushback is actually really helpful then. It's like if you move too too quickly towards should, you're you're missing out on what Jesus has done and the significance of that. Yeah. So then, I mean, the question then should be, what is keeping you from receiving the gift of the Sabbath? Yeah. I mean, honestly, what Aaron just said, being reluctant to receive gifts, I think is kind of like, just mind-blowing for me right now uh because i would say like i love to receive gifts and i'm great at receiving gifts if rachel my wife wants to give me a gift like i'm more than happy to receive a gift <laughs> like i'm very i'm very responsive to gifts did you hear that rachel <laughs> paging rachel uh <laughs> i would like a 25 minute sand timer please uh but like this idea right that actually at the heart of some of my journey through faith is a reluctance to receive gifts. Mm -hmm. um, I would never have pegged that or phrased that. But yet that's like when we have this conversation, that's my tendency with Sabbath. Okay, I get to, get to language really becomes should. Yeah. And like you're saying, Sam, I just move right back into the exchange economy. Yep. Like where like I should because... Because why, actually, though? <laughs> right? Like, that's kind of the thing. Like, it's like, well, because if, if you're just because, if you're actually like believing what scripture and what Jesus has done, like the because just peters out. Mm -hmm. But really, the because is being filled in my own mind with, yeah, because then I'm being a good Christian, because then God loves me more, because yeah. then I'm better than those, or whatever your because is. Um, so, this framing 
or identifying the, my own reluctance, I think, to give mm -hmm. gifts or receive gifts, sorry. Is yeah, that I think helpful? that exchange image, that idea is really helpful too. Yeah. Because it's so, it makes so much sense to us. Yeah, and then you that question. You get something, you get something. Yeah, that question then is so different. What's keeping you then from receiving this yeah. good gift? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, it's because I feel anxious. Like I can't slow down. Or mm. because I'm afraid that if I do slow down, I'm going to have to feel the, the brokenness of my marriage or my lost job or my illness or like whatever it is. So then we just, we feel like we, so it just, it just takes the conversation at a whole different level. Yep. Like what's keeping you from receiving this really great gift? Yeah. I think it also penetrates to a different level, right? Because in some sense, if I think about my own experience, why don't you keep Sabbath? Well, I'm just too busy. Like I've got too much to do. And like that's, that's not an adequate, when you frame it as why are you reluctant to receive the gift? Like, being too busy is not a good reason to not receive a gift, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what else, What actually is going on there? Because I think a lot of our responses, my guess would be to why people don't keep the Sabbath is just that, like, it's we're just too busy. Yeah. But like, you would never be too busy if you actually believed, like, like if I said, like, oh, Sam, like, I've got this really cool gift I want to give you. Like, in some sense, like, you could be having a really busy day, but you would pause to receive that gift. Yeah. Like if, if I was just saying, I've got this for you. Um, and so like in some sense, busyness just ends up being like a surface rebuttal to Sabbath. Uh, when really, I think you're right. There's like so much more. And framing it as a gift just starts to penetrate how surfacey yeah. busyness And maybe is. because on some level, we, we want that gift. I mean, it sounds so nice. Oh, a day to rest. Wow, that sounds, I need that. Wow, that sounds great. But the reality is maybe it's actually not the gift that we really want. I mean, the idea of it sounds great, mm. but slowing down, resting can sometimes be very frightening to people, especially if you've been hyperactive or you've been avoiding pain. The emptiness or the nothingness of a day of rest can feel very threatening. So it's like it ends up feeling like a mixed gift of like, oh, great, I get to rest. And that also means I have to encounter myself, God all the lies I've been, you know, believing. Well, yeah, well, maybe the, I, I wonder if God's intent with this commandment isn't, isn't him compelling us to get our lives under control. Uh, because if, maybe, maybe it is a commandment and maybe not a gift in the sense that what I'm commanding you to do is to set aside time for your creator. And what I'm compelling you to do to spend that time with your family or time resting or time exercising time time to be takes take some time to be who you were meant to be as a person created in my image so, i feel like part of that is you know there's lots of ways to talk about what is sabbath about and what's it calling us to remember for me i think one of the main things it's calling me to remember is that i am not god and I can actually stop and the world goes on and God carries the world and sustains the world. And it just kind of reminds me of my place in the story because my, my place tends to get overinflated. I tend to think I'm a little too important or that everything I'm doing is a little too necessary. Mm. And so when you stop, it kind of puts you back in touch with like your humanity, your mortality, that you are a created being. And what makes us think that like, after six days, God created, then he rested. And then we say, but I can't rest. 
God rested, but I can't, like, I'm going to keep going, even though God is saying, rest. And then we respond, nope. So it kind of, I don't know, if God's showing us a certain kind of rhythm to life or, I don't know. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying about, to go back to some of the, maybe this is actually a commandment because it's such a desperate need. But I think part of it is actually like, what Jesus does is he transforms the commandments to invitations, right? And that's like, that's the gift, giftedness of the gospel, right? So it's like, here's something you desperately need, like, because... For your own good. Yeah, for your own good. Like, all this would be better if you did this, (laughs) Uh, you know, and Jesus says, and you're just invited to do it, and I've done everything that needs to be done, so there's no requirement here, there's, you don't, there's no boxes to check, but, like, I think this would be good for you, and if you want it, like, I'm here to give it to you, right? That's a little, I think it's a different framing than, like, it's still, it's still recognizing how important it is, right? Because that's one of the things sometimes you can be like, well, is it a gift I can kind of take or leave? Well, actually, like, it, it's a really yeah. valuable gift. Yeah. Um, but, but you're just invited to receive it rather than compelled, maybe. Well, I feel like that's a good place to maybe wrap up our conversation. And, you know, I don't know if we, I don't know if we came to any firm conclusions. I feel like we were kind of making some headway there, maybe. But we invite, like... Um, uh, we got to figure it out, but... Well, part of this conversation is for you, our listeners, to, to hear us kind of wrestle through this and try to figure out what it looks like to obey these commandments or to receive them as gifts or what does Sabbath look like. So again, we invite your feedback if you want to leave us comments, if you want to send uh, Matt an email. <laughs> uh, uh, next episode, I think we should talk about, uh, we should have a list of the Old Testament commandments and just kind of be like, which ones apply? And one by one. One by one. Yeah. Gift, not gift. What matters, what doesn't. Compelled, not compelled. You can ignore, must follow. <laughs> follow, ignore. Yeah. <laughs> follow, ignore. Yeah, just a huge thank you to Cheryl and Q for yeah. feedback that pushed us further in the conversation. That's what we love. And you don't have to be Cheryl or Q. You don't have to be a Granite Springs attendee. You can be John. To you can be John. You can be Tim. Tim, you know who you are. You can even be my parents. You can be my parents. Do your parents listen to this chat? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, hey, look at us. Hey, shout out to my mom. <laughs> she texted and said uh, she heard an episode that was really good, and she said to say thanks to you two. Not really anything to me, so maybe I didn't contribute much <laughs> well, in that episode, but. Uh, she loves me anyway because she's my mom. <laughs> awesome. Hey, well, if you are looking to leave us feedback, you can not just email me. You can email all of us at curiouschurch at granitesprings.org or you can leave comments on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash curiouschurch. Or just like if you have a question and you want to embed it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you can do that too. I'm always well, looking for good, you know ways to do Sabbath well. I can tell you what to do. All right. <laughs> Let's talk after. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, thanks for having another conversation with us. I'm Sam. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. And uh, thanks for being curious with us. <laughs>